0: and this is a very special episode of the shutdown inning welcome back steven risotto here along with my co-host as always tyler hall tyler how you doing
1: hey hey everybody i'm doing good steven i'm excited that this is our last episode before opening day we're gonna have real baseball next episode to talk about
0: that is the big story and that Mm -hmm. is why this is such a special episode i mean we uh We've been, you know, it's weird starting an off-season podcast. We had a lot to talk about earlier in the, uh, in the off-season. We got a lot of rule changes out of the way, a lot of WBC, but now we could kind of broaden our horizons a little bit. We have big plans ahead and uh, it's going to start right here with kind of our our season prediction, but I'm excited. I, I'm excited for the year. I'm excited for the the, the schedule. It's a different schedule. We're going to get to see some more teams, but it's a very exciting time of year.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm before we hop into the predictions because that's the reason we're here today. But I am excited about the schedule for a few reasons. I think it'll be, you know, great for the the balance of the schedule. So if you have a cake division, you can't just walk through as easily. And also, I think just for f- baseball fans in general, it's a win. If you, you know, most most fans just follow one team mostly. They'll maybe watch some other national televised games here and there. So you're gonna get to watch your team play every team in baseball. You're gonna to get to see guys that you don't normally see. And so that that's awesome. I'm I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's gonna help a lot of teams that play in really good divisions. Um and you know we we talk a lot of Giants on here and I'm sure we'll get to it maybe, but you know, the Giants play in a good division, but their schedule is going to be more spread out, so they don't have to face the Dodgers and Padres. But with that, they would eventually have to face Houston and the Yankees and some of those good teams in the American League. But I agree with you. I think it's a great advancement for for baseball, and um, it, it's good for the marketing, especially coming off the WBC when there's certain players, you know, that fans want to see. They want to see the Otanis and, the, and you know, ballparks around the country, they're going to get to see him when they wouldn't have seen him otherwise. So um, it's definitely a, a cool, cool feature to uh, an otherwise interesting offseason that had new rules. This was the change that everybody kind of clinged on to and universally, I think, was pretty well liked. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, Tyler and I figured that we'd uh, get into some predictions. We're going to go kind of over each division briefly and, and talk about the teams and what we kind of expect out of them. And we're going to, we're going to say where we think they're going to finish. And then we'll list off maybe some, some teams that uh, have a chance at making that uh, wild card, the three wild card spots in each league. And then we'll do some awards at the end. Um, Sound good, Tyler?
1: (laughs) Sounds, sounds amazing. Steven way to line it up there.
0: Yeah. And I do real quick. We didn't plan this, but we talked about it last episode. I think Sergio Romo came into the game last night uh in the exhibition game against the a's and i know you're a big romo fan i am too i mean it was pretty amazing to
1: see him retire uh, as a uh, member of the giants yeah dude that that was really cool you know i I wish he could have gotten an out but you can't get everything you wish for but it was just cool that you know el machone him running in from center field you know they kind of let him walk out to the bullpen too they let him start the game in the dugout so he gave him plenty of time to get some love from the fans and uh you know, the thing he did with the kid signing his hat that no one really knew about till after the game was really cool. I mean, it was just, it was Sergio Romo. That's why I love the guy. I mean, he was, you could tell he was emotional coming off the field and it was just awesome. So it was, it was, I've said it before, you know, he's one of my favorite giants of all time that I've gotten to to watch with my own eyes and uh, glad he got to come home and end it in orange and black. And he got dinged
0: with the pitch clock violation. So that's a good way to go. <laughs> he got screwed oh, a few God. times in that outing, but uh, it was definitely really cool to see uh, Sergio Romo uh, trot out for the final time and, and get the the love from the fans. Cause he's one of the best in franchise history in terms of uh, how beloved he was. But anyhow, I had to throw that out there just to get some things started. Um, so let's start with some of these, uh, these you know divisions around, around the league and, Uh, I do want to touch on the uh, American League East first and then we'll go to the National League East. Uh, the Yankees won the division what, what,
1: last. Why, what, this is this is my thing. I yes. hate that. Like every list I look at starts with the East. Can we start with the West?
0: Let's start with the West. You know what? I think I every agree with every
1: you. breakdown you see, every national <laughs> thing, it always starts with the East. Let's start with the, <laughs> Let's start with the
0: West. Let's start with the West. Let's start with the National League West. How about that? Give our our uh, our listeners some familiarity with because we actually talk a lot about the National League West, and I think we're we're better because of it because that's a really good division. So good call on that. Um, and I guess the National League West is an interesting division. There's some uncertainty. There's some dominance mixed in. There's some up and coming. I mean, what do you kind of see? Where's kind of your rankings here, I guess, to start for the uh, the National League West?
1: I mean, just starting from the bottom, I think it's pretty clear to most people <laughs> that at least to start the season, the Rockies are are in the cellar in the NL West, um, but uh, you know, I, I actually have the Padres winning the division this year. So mm. starting at the, going back to the top, I've got the Padres winning the division. I think the Dodgers aren't as, I mean, they're still stacked. They have a great roster, but I think, you know, with them losing a few guys and Lux going down and the additions that the Padres have made. And they're basically, if you think of it as like, they're basically acquiring Tatis cause they didn't have him last year. I, I see them winning the division by a game or two so i've got the, the padres the dodgers the giants the diamondbacks who i know both of us think is a surprise team for some people that maybe not make the playoffs but they'll make some more noise than people most people might expect and then the rockies
0: yeah no i i i mean i'm not going to disagree with you on the rockies i mean they just they they think that they could play 500 baseball according to the owner it's not going to happen um I guess number four and number three is kind of where it gets dicey because, you know, the giants, they added a lot of pieces, you know, we, we kind of documented it on, on here. They added some, some guys that were a little less than the names of Aaron judge and Carlos Correa. Um, and you know, a lot of people think maybe a little less, a little less. Yeah. A lot of people think it's like marginally better, you know, and they, they finished 500 last year. Um, I would guess they're around 84, 85 wins maybe in the mix for another postseason spot. I like the depth that they have in the rotation. I think they did a good job there. They just need to catch the ball. Um and the thing about Arizona and I do have Arizona still fourth uh in the division. Um although, you know, sometimes I get convinced by, you know, how good their outfield is and they have one of the best young athletic outfields in the game that's coming up with Corbin Carroll and Jake McCarthy. And it's just they're pretty loaded and they're pitching. They have good pitching too. Um and that's interesting that you have San Diego first. I worry about their their back end of the rotation and they're a little bit about their bullpen. But then again, I have the same kind of thoughts about the Dodgers back end of the rotation. You know, after exactly um after Arias and Dustin May and Kershaw, I mean, Kershaw and and Arias are kind of the only guys you know what you're going to get out of. May is coming off an injury. And then to round it out, like Noah Syndergaard as your fourth starter. And then, you know, who knows who's the fifth starter. Um, So I guess that there's some worry there. And, and you're going with some some just, you know, pieces in the outfield that are kind of spare parts with Trace Thompson and David Peralta. Um, Mookie Betts is still there. Um, and then the left side of the infield got kind of ransacked with, uh, injuries and Max Muncie is apparently going to play some third and then Miguel Rojas at short. Um, I still think that they're going to win their like 90, 90 games. You know, they're going to find a way to get their 90 wins. One of those guys is going to have a good year. Um, but San Diego, we talked about San Diego a lot. We always talk about their payroll, but, um, they're pitching, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't impress me enough, I think, outside of Musgrove. So I would still have them number two, but I could also see them you making Darvish
1: would like a word. Yeah. You is kind you you's a pretty underrated guy. I feel like he kind of flies under some radars, but if you look at his stats year in and year out, I mean he's solid. Uh and then you know, Blake Snell's kind of a mixed bag. You'll get some great starts out of him, you'll get some flops. Yeah. Um And I think, you know, the the concerns with their pitching is going to be made up by that offense if they stay healthy. I mean, you've got Bogarts, Tatis, Soto, Machado, Cronenworth is nothing to, you know, just scroll past. So, you know, that's more than half your lineup is, you know, pretty solid major leagues, if not, you know, top of the line for some of those guys, at least three of them, you know. So do you think it's just a couple games?
0: Yeah. Do Do you think their pitching is better than LA's?
1: Mm, I'd say it's close to a wash. I'd say mm-hmm. LA probably has the slight nod in the rotation, um, but I think it's pretty close. And then with you know the uncertainty in the Dodgers lineup that you mentioned, I think you know that's where the Padres really take the advantage for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I I agree that I think the uh the Do- the Padres might score more runs, but I guess it's a matter of who's going to get outs late in the game because you know the Dodgers are going to roll in with kind of Evan Phillips as their closer. It looks like they don't have Kenley Jansen anymore. It should be interesting to see how they kind of get outs. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, is so we, I have the Dodgers winning the division. Tyler has the the Padres winning the division. And I guess we could get to the wildcard teams maybe a little bit later uh, because maybe one or the other will become a wildcard team when we get into that. Uh, let's go to the NL Central because we'll we'll stay in the, uh, the National League uh, here. And this is another division that has been like kind of bad for a while. Um, St. Louis won the division last year with 93 wins. Milwaukee, you know, we know they're pitching. They're in the mix. What did you kind of have for the uh, the National League Central? Because, you know, there's some money spent by the Cubs, too. I mean, a lot of moving parts, I feel like, with these teams.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still have the Cardinals winning. I do think they're going to win even fewer games this year. I have them winning the division with, like, 88 wins. Mm. Um, you know, they've got just some, some proven guys that until they prove otherwise, I mean, it's hard for me to go against Arenado and Goldschmidt um and then from there you know i think that the toss-up positioning there for me is second and third with the cubs and the brewers um you know I, I think that will be kind of the the toss-up there i'd probably give the lean to the brewers slightly but some of those new additions that you mentioned from the cubs could make some noise and then the bottom you know this is where it gets really weak for them but i would <laughs> probably put the reds fourth and the pirates fifth uh the the Pirates do have some young talent that, you know, I'm excited to watch some more of O'Neil Cruz. Uh, maybe Brian Hayes can put it together a little bit more this year. I feel like he's been kind of, he was a top prospect and he's kind of, he's been like a serviceable player. So hopefully he can get some more in, but, um, but yeah, I just, I don't see the this being the year the Cardinals don't win the division. Um, how do you see it playing out?
0: Yeah, I like the Cardinals, too, and I don't think they're going to win 90 games. I agree with that, but I do think they're going to win the division. My only issue with St. Louis is they don't have a good frontline starter. Miles Michaelis right now is their ace. Jack Flaherty's been kind of hurt. Jordan Montgomery is kind of a mid-rotation guy. And then I don't know who's even in the, the back end of the rotation. Uh, but they have some young guys, too. You know, They have Nolan Gorman, a former first-round pick. Jordan Walker just made the team. We'll get to him maybe soon, but, um, you know, they, I I think they're going to score. We
1: got to stop at Jordan Walker for a second, because I mean, big news for Steven Rizzotto. He is finally older than a major league baseball player.
0: Yes. Shout out to Jordan Walker. Who's born in May, 2002 as an April, 2000, April, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's exact. So he's, he's May 22nd. So I'm exactly one month older than Jordan Walker. So, I mean, this, nothing makes me happier than seeing that news. (laughs) So I told you pretty
1: soon, pretty soon you're going to be in my seat and you'll be counting the few guys that are, that are older than you. Yeah. Enjoy it while you can, man.
0: I got two decades until that happens. So, yeah,
1: (laughs) but But, yeah, uh, sorry. We just, we couldn't just maybe talk about Jordan Walker later. That's, that's big news for the shutdown inning, Uh, but sorry, go, go, go ahead with your, uh, the rest of your central there.
0: Yeah, and we were trying to figure out where Jordan Walker's gonna play.
1: Um apparently he's looks like the outfield.
0: Yeah, it does look like because he's not playing first or third. He he's kind of a third baseman by trade, but he might have to learn the outfield or he might, you know, get some reps at DH. I guess we'll have to see with him. But um Yeah. yeah, I think the Brewers, because of their pitching, because of their starting pitching, especially, they're probably gonna finish second in the division. But I've kind of been turned off by their lineup the last few years. I feel like they haven't they haven't put out a lineup that maybe could score runs at a high level. Um, they need bounce back seasons from guys like Christian Yelich and uh, Jesse Winker for them to There's even be in a, the conversation. They needed a
1: they've needed a bounce back from Yelich for a couple years now. Yeah, I
0: mean he's just been all over the place, injured. But Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. I mean, it doesn't get better than that in terms of you know one two punch. And I think if they could win like let's say they start 25 games between let's start let's say they start um let's say 55 games between the two of them you know that that could have the potential to put a really big dent in their win total uh for the better um yeah. so I, I like that one-two punch um cubs i mean i agree with you too i think they're interesting i have them third uh for the sole reason that. I think they're going to score runs and I think they're going to play really good defense. They have a great middle infield mm. with V. Swanson and Nico Horner. Uh And by the way, Miles Masterboney made the team. They just took like, yeah, hey. <laughs> shout out to They him. just
1: extended Horner, right? Didn't they just extend? They did.
0: Him? They did. I, I didn't look at the terms, but I did see a Nico Horner extension. He's a Stanford guy, Tyler. So he's a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Bellinger and center. I mean good defensive team on paper. Uh, and and I think that they could be exciting too. I mean, I feel like whenever the Cubs like have good teams, it's fun for baseball, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's always fun to watch, yeah. you know, summer games at Wrigley where the balls flying out and the Cubs are are good. So, you know, there's there's a handful of teams that the baseball's always uh, better when when that team is good and the Cubs are definitely one of them
0: yeah and another team with kind of question marks in the rotation like stroman probably not an ace um you know i i think uh you know they they could upgrade there at some point point. and then yeah nothing there with the pirates and the reds back end of the division i'd say pick your poison to be honest who finishes fourth or fifth i could see the pirates finishing fourth i like them enough literal um, poison yeah pick your poison <laughs> yeah uh O'Neal Cruz, I mean, a guy who could win Rookie of the Year, right? I don't know if he's rookie eligible still. Is he? Um, he I'd have to look I at that.
1: Thanks. So. Yeah, I mean, he's fun to watch. I mean, he's yes. throwing darts from short. He's hitting balls into the river. He's yeah. uh, glad he's not a Dodger anymore.
0: And you know who's back in Pittsburgh?
1: Andrew McCutcheon. That will be fun to watch McCutcheon. him. I'm glad he's kind of – you know, he might even I – mean, he doesn't like – he's not – it's not like a – definite swan song like retirement tour he could play another couple of years i think but it, it'll it be fun to to watch him you know back in pittsburgh where he's uh you know a franchise icon
0: yeah and if you look at the guys that are established big leaguers there's two in terms of position players and it's Brian reynolds and andrew mccutcheon and ryan and reynolds still is kind of you know salvating about the idea of a trade so i guess we'll see what happens there Uh, And then the Reds, I mean, I don't have much to say about them. Uh, You know, teams are going to go in there and score runs (laughs) as they always do because there's no pitching, but
1: um, in the ballpark. That's a bad combo. Bad pitching and a hitters' park. It's a recipe for disaster.
0: Recipe for disaster. 100%. But yeah, Cardinals winning the division. Um, That's what I got for the Central. Uh, And then National League East. Should we travel east a little bit?
1: Let, let's go east. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one. I mean, this is a juggernaut of a of a division. At least at you know the top three teams there. I mean, I was thinking about this for a while. You could pick any of the Braves, uh, Mets, or Phillies to win this and make a valid argument that people couldn't really poke holes in. Uh, personally, I'm going with the Mets. I just think that you know, despite Diaz going down. They're, I mean, they're handing out money like they're garlic fries over there. So uh, (laughs) that's who I have winning the division. Um, But like I said, you could go any which way. Um, So I guess my order there would be the Mets. Uh, Very closely behind them, I have the Braves, uh, the Phillies in third. I think, you know, losing Hoskins will be a, a, a decent blow to them but then they'll get you know a little rejuvenation when a guy named bryce harper comes back uh potentially you know they're not even starting him on the 60 day they're gonna leave the window open for a little while for him to come back a little earlier than planned. they were saying originally their target was the all-star break for him but they're leaving the door cracked open to maybe get back a little sooner and that would be huge for their lineup i mean i didn't know that that prediction could yeah that prediction could change if harper's back by the end of may Um, and then I would probably go, uh, Miami for sure. And then the nationals, I mean, the nationals might be fighting a a team in the Bay area for who has the worst record in baseball at the end of the year. Um, so that's how I see it playing out. What, what are you doing, Mr. Risotto?
0: Yeah. So I had trouble. I I mean, I think I'm going to go with the Mets too, but it was a very hesitant like selection because they're going to hit but they have so much invested in two guys that are combined 60 or combined almost 80 years old, um, with Scherzer and Verlander, yeah. um, you know, guys that could be older than you too. Uh, you said Scherzer <laughs> might have two, big two of the,
1: two of the few, I think, I think Scherzer's got me by a month or two. So, um, you know, yeah. Two of the few guys that are older than me in baseball, I'm actually going to Google uh, Max's age right now just to see if I'm, accurate there.
0: Yeah, and and they're just a good coach team. I love Buck Showalter. I like everything he's about and and all all he does, but um you know, just there's a lot there invested in those two guys and then to mix in kodai Sanga who's never I mean, pitched in this country and Carlos Carrasco who's never healthy. You know, it's it's a little yeah. bit of a recipe for, you know, things to go wrong with the pitching side of things. Um I've liked the Braves for years now. I think they're a steady number two. Um, I'll spoil it. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, we'll get to that in a bit, but I-, I like their 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 position player group with Acuna and Olson and Riley. I think Olson is an under the radar dark horse MVP pick. So shout out him him and Riley too. Just that's a really good you know one two mm-hmm. punch or not one two but three four or two three however they're going to do it uh they got a rookie of the year there in Michael Harris and they just traded for a catcher. I mean that team is stacked. Um you know, I might even be convincing myself to put them one. Yeah. Um <laughs> cuz you know, Freed and and Spencer Strider who Yeah, I mean great. Then their their
1: rotation, you got Yeah. I mean
0: I might, yeah, I was you know what? Say,
1: you know, their offense yeah. is loaded and they're, they're, they have like the opposite rotation of the Mets where the Mets are relying on, you know, guys with a pile of Cy Youngs and the Astro uh, the the Braves rather have you know some younger guys who might be in their shoes in a uh, 10 or 15 years
0: yeah I you know what I might swap it on you Tyler I might go with the Braves winning the division I might have just convinced myself yeah. in the last 20 seconds about the the Braves because I like their bullpen too and you know a few years ago their bullpen came came up really big in postseason and it just like they blew the mm-hmm. lights off this play <laughs> off this place off that play, well, I don't know where I was going with that, but it sounded It sounded really cool when I said they were really good. Yeah, they blew the lights off this place. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but not this place. I, I had so much high hopes for that, that uh that saying right there, and it just flopped. Um <laughs> they blew the lights off this place. Uh anyhow, um and then yeah, I agree. Probably Philly's next. Um Trey Turner's a big addition. I always forget that they got him. I always forget that they could plug him into their group that they kind of already had, especially when Bryce gets back, like you mentioned. And you, I didn't know that, that he was, he could come back sooner. I didn't realize that. Um, And then uh, I think you could match up Nola and Wheeler with anyone too, you know, in a playoff series. So uh, they could be interesting uh, as well. And their bullpen, I think got a lot better. Uh, And then, yeah, nationals and Marlins are probably Marlins and then nationals. Marlins have good young arms, especially Alcantara, and
1: then the Nationals are kind of retooling and trying to get sold. Yeah, so I feel like the Nationals are made like uh, the Marlins of a couple of years ago. They kind of have a good young group too, but they're very green and and unproven. Where some of the young guys for the the Marlins have you know shown that they can at least play quite a bit, and so you know your your jazzes and and a couple of those other guys down there. So that's why I I put them, you know, ahead of the nationals. I think the nationals are just going to, it's going to be pretty, pretty uh, rough summer in the nation's capital.
0: Yeah. Patrick Corbin had a horrendous year last year. He was like one of the worst statistical pitchers and he's starting opening day. And that just gives you everything you need to know. But I also think that shout out to, you know, you and I have done fantasy drafts, I guess the past few weeks, Joey Manessis, I can't say his name right. I think I'm saying it right there. Uh, he's appeared in a lot of our drafts. So shout out to him as a young yeah. player.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know he's got, I think, first base and outfield eligibility in a lot. He had a. He kind of had a big uh, world baseball classic where I think a lot of people kind of learned his name there. I think he had a couple home runs against the United States uh, in that mexico us game. And if you do draft him, I didn't get him in any of my leagues, but Manessis to Society, that (laughs) is a name to consider.
0: Yes, and he had a 156 WRC plus in 56 games last year. So he made the most out of his opportunity last year. So um, another guy who could be a dark horse rookie of the year or front runner rookie of the year. Um, And then, uh, you know what? We hate the American League... East so much that we're gonna save them for last. So, let's fly across the country. Right. Let's go back to the west. We'll
1: come back west. Yeah. righty. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like this might be one that I'm. At, I'm going with the Seattle Mariners to win the division. Woo-hoo-hoo. I, I think a you know the Astros are the defending champ, so a lot of people are just gonna go right to them. I've got the Mariners. You know they made some great strides last year. Uh, finally made the playoffs and I think they kind of continue that momentum they've got some great young talent Julio Rodriguez you know arguably you know the brightest young talent I know there's a few guys you could say that about but he's definitely in that conversation and you know I just think they keep building on that magic maybe the Astros have a little bit of the hangover Uh, they're gonna miss um, miss Altuve for a little bit of time so um, I, I've got the Mariners winning in that, one, that division there. Um, so then I would, you know, just to round out my standings there, I would go the, uh, the Astros in second Rangers in third angels in fourth A's in last.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a good call on, on the Mariners. I like them too, but I like them as a second place team. Uh, Cause I like <laughs> the Astros too much with, I mean, last October, it was like, I always felt like, okay, Verlander might leave, but it's fine because the amount of arms that are running out here in October yeah. that are just quality, like, it doesn't even matter. And I think they're going to be fine with Valdez and Christian Javier and those guys, Garcia. Um,
1: and I mean, you let Verlander go, and then you have a, one of the top arms prospects in baseball on Hunter Brown mm-hmm. to take his place. I mean...
0: Yeah, and we love we love hunters in baseball, right? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and and the position player, I mean, just really deep lineup, and it got deeper with. I mean, can you imagine the damage that Abreu is going to do? In you know, with the Crawford boxes in left field, that's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, and I, I think yeah, that's I mean, a tremendous fit.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jordan. I mean, he blew up in the postseason. Uh, he's not sneaking up on anybody anymore. Tucker, Regman. You know, Bregman's like the fourth or best hitter in their lineup. That's nuts. I mean, yeah,
0: very strange, but it makes sense. I mean, they're deep; they're really deep, and you know,
1: Mauricio Dubon. Yes, utility
0: guy. He'll he'll be in there. Maybe getting some more starts at second, perhaps.
1: Um, yes, at least the first couple months, I could see that.
0: Yeah, with uh, with Jose Altuve out for now, uh, but yeah, I'll have them first, and then like you, for the same reasons, I won't kind of go on about Seattle, but. They were such a feel-good story last year. I think they're going to play with that momentum a little bit this year and go in strong. And I think their X factor is Jared Kelnick. So I'll give a player to watch for them. He's been kind of a guy that they've hoped would break out, hasn't yet, possibly could this year. Uh, And then they have some guys in the rotation that maybe we haven't heard about. Logan Gilbert's pretty good. Mm -hmm. George Kirby, I think, came out of the bullpen for a game last year. He's good, too. Uh, And they have Robbie Ray and Castillo um and then kind of you know i hate that like the angels i mean i have them third uh we all know what the angels you know we've talked about them enough on here with trout and otani and they lose every game eight yeah, to four. it's like
1: what year are they gonna <laughs> what year are they gonna put it together i mean this might be their year they have to put it together because otani could very well be gone especially if they don't make the playoffs he said time and time again he wants to win and if the angels aren't doing that, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to stick around and, and see. So
0: yeah. And, you know, and,
1: if, if Rendon can stay healthy for a year and be Rendon again, maybe they may put a little, little run together.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good call. I think
1: and they added, added Tyler Anderson to the rotation, <laughs> you know, Jesus. they added some nice pieces or is that where you were about to go?
0: No, no. I was going to say, did you see the new, uh, the, I'm going to, so my, uh, my background, if you're listening, my, I'm going to show Tyler a picture here, but, Did you see the Los Angeles Times, the Angels preview cover for the Los Angeles Times? And it's a kite of Shohei Otani. And all the players are trying to chase it from blowing away. And there's Mike Trout trying to chase it. Rendon's in there trying to pull it back. I thought that was an excellent cover by
1: the uh, Los Angeles
0: Times. And Artie Moreno's face is in the scoreboard in the background. (laughs) So
1: nice. yeah, I had seen that I actually didn't notice it was Moreno on the scoreboard, but I did notice the, the kite and all the guys trying to keep him from flying away.
0: Yeah, he he's I mean, that's this that's the storyline around this team is they got to figure out a way to, you know, give him some motivation to resign there because, uh, you know, as a baseball fan, you want to see Otani in a big game as an Angels fan. You want to see him in the organization past this year. So you got to do what you got to do to keep him in the uniform Um You know, and there's a part of me, as much as like every team wants Otani, there's a part of me that would like to see him stick it out with the Angels. You know, that was the team he picked because he thought that he would end up in postseason and same goes for Trout. Um, But if it doesn't go that way, it doesn't go that way. Um, So I have them third in the division and then I have Bruce Bochy's Rangers fourth. They have an all free agency. see the reason I I put them in
1: third... I put them in third just because of Bruce Bochy. Well, and, you know, and the arms that they got. But, you know, I think, you know, he's going to help unlock some potential there. I mean, there's still a third place team. But, you know, if, you know, if DeGrom can stay healthy, they got Uvalde, uh, you know, being able to move John Gray from arguably their ace down to third or fourth is huge for them. They've got some good young bats. Um, you know, they got, you know, they got Seager, Semyon. Nathaniel Lowe, Josh Jung is one of the top offensive prospects. He's gonna, you know, Mm -hmm. start with them, and so I could, you know, I got him in third. I don't see them catching the Astros or the Mariners by any stretch, but that's why I put I put them above uh, I put them above the Angels.
0: Yeah, I mean, gosh, hypothetically they might have more depth, I think, than than the Angels offensively and especially pitching like, uh, you know, they have like an all free agent. Like they basically built the rotation this year in free agency. I mean, pretty much they signed to They signed to yeah. They re-signed Perez. They signed gray. I think they might've had gray, but he was a free agent last year and they signed Andrew Heaney. So it's like an all free agent, uh, and their bullpen. They have some nasty guys back there. Um, I'm interested yeah. to see what Bruce Bochy could do with this team. I think that's a wise move doing it just because Bruce Bochy putting them third. So I like that actually. Yeah. Um. And then not much to say, about the A's they're last in the division
1: or will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've said it on the pod before. So I feel I genuinely feel bad for my friends that are A's fans because they're not putting an exciting product out there. They're trying to move the team. They're not, you know they got the treehouse and the drum line and that's about it as far as ambiance at the stadium sit with some wildlife you know so
0: yeah and yeah. alex alex pavlovich was talking about on giants talk he was talking about the bay bridge series and he was saying that in the last few years are uh, they would always show up to the bay bridge series at at uh, in oakland And there would be like empty hot dog wrappers in the press box from the Raiders season because nobody cleaned up the press box. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I know that's kind of a low knock on the ballpark and not the team, but not much going on in Oakland. You know, we'll see. I know they gained up on Sergio Romo and the Giants, but um, yeah, not much going on there with
1: them. So, um, all
0: right, let's hop on a plane. Let's go Central. (laughs) Central, yeah, uh, I mean American League.
1: You you take the lead on this one. I've I feel like I've kind of started the other one, so lead okay, it Okay,
0: yeah. Um, so this is kind of between the the Guardians and the the White Sox. The White Sox weren't healthy last year. I I still have questions, but I'm gonna go with the Guardians. I think their pitching last year really matured. You know, everybody talked about them in a playoff series and how you know, their pitching staff uh, was inexperienced and all, but I think that they, you know, that experience is going to help them into this year. And they have guys that could just kind of, you know, they're, they're crafty offensively with Steven Kwan, Ahmed Rosario could steal a base. I know I just traded him to you in fantasy. Jose Ramirez is a very creative hitter. Um, you know, so they have some good, like solid guys in the uh, the lineup that could score runs. And then their pitching is just full of, wealth with bieber and um Quantroll and plisak and when he's healthy mckenzie and class a is probably the best closer in the american league so i like them i don't think they're going to be de- uh, dethroned um this is a big year for the white Sox. like they really got to step it up they got to all be on the field at the same time uh i hope that they get it together um and i'm hoping you know lucas giolito gets back to where he needs to be because that would be a disgusting three rotation of uh top three rotation of um c Slynn and giolito if he's there um and then i guess to round it out oh, i haven't really thought about this I, I guess the twins tigers and then the royals so although the royals they have bobby Wood jr i think they're up and coming they got that first baseman pasquantino um but uh, that's probably what I would do.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I was actually thinking between the guardians and the twins, I think oh. maybe just the white Sox are just too perpetually banged up for me. So like get behind them mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, they're, they're this always seem to, you know, to Giolito's seems to always be hurt. Uh, Robert always seems to be hurt. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is banged up quite often so uh, i actually am going with uh same with you i'm going with the guardians to win it but with the twins in second um you know they they have, they've built a pretty nice uh rotation themselves with sunny gray joe ryan pablo lopez in that trade with the marlins uh tyler uh molly is it mall i was the, I the spelling there always throws me off mainly thank you that makes sense reading's always been tough for me that's why i was a baseball fan and uh kenta and, and kenta Maeda. so and, and you know they've got carlos correa where he has always wanted to be in minnesota uh you know his third pick was, was where he always wanted to end up uh you know a key to them might be if byron buxton can stay healthy i mean oh yeah. how many times have we said healthy today i mean obviously 162 games is a marathon and not a sprint but He's just one of those guys where like I've always wished he could stay healthy because he is so fun to watch. Uh, I, I don't play video games as much anymore as I used to. I haven't played the show in like a decade, but I saw they released like the top hitter rankings, and Byron Buxton was like tied for tenth at like ninety-two or ninety-three overall hitter ranking. But he's never on the field, mm-hmm. and he's fun to chase. You can it's fun to watch him chase it down in center when he's healthy enough to play out there. So I have them in in second. White Sox in third. I could see them, you know, winning the division as well. But as far as you know, starting the season and my my thoughts on them, I have them in third. And then, um, yeah, I'll go Royals and then Tigers just to keep it a little mixed up from you, uh, without spending too much time on the bottom feeders in each division. But I mean, this is to me the the weakest division in baseball overall. Uh, are you? How do you? Are you? Would you put the AL Central? It's got to be between the two centrals. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't know too much about the Tigers and the
0: Royals. I don't know too much about what they have, <laughs> um, so that's why I would put them. I would put them as as the the bottom the bottom division. I really would. Um, Detroit, like I feel like they're full of team, like players that are you know were prospects at one point but haven't yet panned out. Like Casey Mize and Spencer mm-hmm. Torkelson, Riley Green could be owed a big year they made the bias move for some reason i've never been a big bias like truther um i don't know it's a it's a bit of a strange like like uh matt manning was the other arm that they had i don't know i feel like a lot has to go right for them mm-hmm. and i don't think it would uh would happen but yeah i would say it's the weakest division
1: yeah i mean i don't see it going right for them this year i know they do have some good prospects coming up and i've done some legacy fantasy drafts this off season and there's a lot of tigers when you start having to you know really dig into the minors there are some a lot of tigers on that list but that's not for 2023 so that's why i kind of put them near the bottom and then i believe the one thing for the tigers though miguel cabrera this is his final season right has he announced it or is he like holding on oh yeah he's announced it yes. he has I mean, announced it yeah that'll be It's crazy to think how long, uh, he's kind of going to get, I think he's going to get the Albert Pujols treatment wherever he goes this year. Hopefully he does. Um, and as Steven likes to say, he's still looking for that slider. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So I think, I think that's good for the central. Yeah. Feeling good on the central.
0: Not feeling good, but, uh, I like my, I (laughs) think I like my predictions at least. And this is fun because we're going to look back at this at the end of the year and just laugh. Maybe at some of the predictions, but. um, When we
1: get that Tiger, that Tigers Reds World Series.
0: Yeah. I hope one of these teams just like completely flips a division upside and blows
1: the roof off this place. (laughs) So there we go. You nailed it.
0: Yeah. I I still haven't figured out what this place is exactly in particular, but I I like the saying and I'm going to use it. The baseball world. This uh, place is the baseball world. I always laughed in movies when they said, "I'm gonna blow the roof off this place." <laughs> um, that's always a funny saying. Just like another one that I like is, "Aren't you a tall drink of water?" <laughs> so there's certain sayings that I I always find comical. Um, let's go east. Well, let's go with the the division that uh, we didn't want to start with because it seems like the rest of the baseball world just loves too much. Um, with the east, and I guess I'll start. Um. I think the Blue Jays. This is it for the Blue Jays. This is the time to shine for them. They're going to win the division. Um, they have an unbelievable group of position players, just guys that could be all stars all across the board from Springer to Bichette to Guerrero to uh, Chapman, who could you know bounce back and have a good year. To a veteran guy like Merrifield and Belt, and it's just a good team all the way around. And I don't know they're... if you said
1: Springer, who you also traded to me in fantasy this week.
0: Yes, Springer is a member yeah. now of Tyler's fantasy team. So shout out to George uh, for agreeing to that trade. No, he didn't agree. It was me. Uh, and their starting pitching is yeah. good too. Mano- uh, Manoa is like one of the better pitchers in the American League. And Gosman and Bassett, they added him, um, and their bullpen's pretty decent too big things coming north of the border. So I have them one. Um th- This is where it gets tough. And I know you might have the same issue that I'm having here, but I think I'll put the Yankees too. Um, but they're pitching just looking at what has happened preseason here uh, with Garrett Cole kind of being the only reliable guy they have right now and Nestor Cortez, but Cortez was hurt in spring. They lost, um, Frankie Montaz, they're gonna be without yeah. Rodon for the start of the year. That's the big question mark. Like
1: Severinos bull... beat up too. They're saying he'll miss at least four or five starts.
0: Yes. Yeah, I completely forgot about that one. Uh and their bullpen's good. Their bullpen might be able to get them through some games and kind of shorten the leash for the starters, which is good. But you know, their their offense, there's just maybe too much swing and miss with the guys that they have. Um it's been like that for a few years to have guys that could carry like Anthony Rizzo when he's hot, he could carry a team for a week, you know, yeah. and judge judges judge. He'll put his 40 homers in, in the mix, but
1: I mean, yeah, I think with the Yankees, a lot of people just assume they're always going to have a good offense, but right. uh, shout out to uh, Brooks Knudsen. I think we know when Judge was trying to decide between the Yankees and the Giants, everyone was like, well, the Yankees offense is better. Like, if you take Aaron Judge off of the Yankees offense last year, I think they were pretty similar to the Pittsburgh Pirates, I think was the team that Brooks did the mm-hmm. comp on. So, I mean, it's, if it's Judge, if, if Judge, you know, Judge doesn't hit 62, if he, you know, replicating last year most likely isn't going to happen yeah so who's no. going to step up to kind of make up for that decline that judge has i'm not saying he's going to like fall off the table but you can't go into a year expecting a year like judge had last year there's most likely going to be some regression still all-star levels no doubt um but you know some of these guys are going to have to to step it up yeah no 100
0: percent. i agree with that you know and it's it's tough to put them Second, I think if they had a healthy rotation, maybe there's a chance I would put them above Toronto, but they don't. So that's the reality of it. And then this is where I'm going to turn some heads. Tampa's kind of been consistent for a long time now, but I'm going to say the Baltimore Orioles surpassed them in this division.
1: Wow.
0: Um, I'm going to say they surpassed them. I love Gunnar Henderson, and I love Adley Rutschman. Cedric Mullins and Mountcastle and Anthony Santander Austin I mean this is a good team uh and and their bullpen I think has some you know I've seen and I'm judging their bullpen based on who I've seen in fantasy and they've got guys like relievers Uh that like have appeared on my draft board at times but um thing about them is going to be starting pitching um that's probably their only issue they don't have a lot of depth Mm -hmm. there um and then Tampa Bay does have depth there. That's what makes them so good. Um, and they kind of do what they do with their offense and their platooning. Um, I have them fourth in the division, but you know, technically you could flip them, but I wanna be fun with the Orioles pick. Uh and then my last team would probably be the uh the Red Sox, who are kind of in no man's land, which is never a good place to be.
1: Yeah, I mean I I was looking looking over some stories and you know, the, a lot of them have the Red Sox in the cellar there and I do as well. Uh, but they still have them at like a 79, 80 win clip. And for having that as your basement of the division, it just mm-hmm. shows you how strong this division is. Yeah. Um, a good, I, bad I, team. I do have, yeah. Uh, I've got the same one, two as you. I've got Toronto. I mean, they're like, I'm not rehashing. I don't want to go back and say the same thing, but I mean, their offense is amazing. Uh, a lot of young guys, they're going to be there. You know, they're going to have Bichette and Vladdy and some of those other guys for who knows how long shout out to Chris uh,
0: Corbett, by the way, his team.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gossman leading that, that rotation. That's, you know, pretty deep. And then you know, shout out to my buddy Anthony Bass, who's in the pen there. Yes. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that series in uh June. I'm I'm flying up for that Giants Jays series. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, I, I've got the Yankees in second. Um, and then you know, I was I, I'm excited for what the Orioles did last year too. I, I wanted to put them third, uh, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on. I do have the Rays in third uh, followed by the Orioles and then the Red Sox. Um, I think, I think the, re- the Jays and Yankees will be kind of a little bit above the other three. And then those three can kind of battle it out from there. And I wouldn't be surprised how the bottom three end up. Uh, but for prediction's sake, I'm going Rays, Orioles, Red Sox.
0: There you go. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely pretty solid. Um, and the one thing we're missing, we we just listed off the division leaders. Um, this would be a good time to list the wild card. Uh, you know the the teams that are going to appear uh, in the wild card uh, round who make it as a yes. as a, a a secondary team.
1: There, I don't know how to describe the wild card teams. Yeah. But... So so to recap, mm-hmm. go we'll go. We're getting into the you know playoff team predictions. We're not going to do the whole. This team will win the division series. This team will. But so you have. The Astros, Guardians, Blue Jays winning their division. Correct. In the American League. I've got Mariners, Guardians, Jays. So, you know, the top three teams that don't win their division go in as wild cards. So, yeah, who's your who are your AL wild card teams to round out the AL postseason?
0: My AL wild card teams will be the Yankees, the... The Yankees, the Orioles, and I will go with the Mariners. Not not in that order. Nice. So two teams from the East. Okay. What about you? Okay.
1: Uh, actually, for the AL, I'm going a team from each division is going to make it out. I'm going to go Yankees, Astros, Twins. I've got the Twins coming in as the final one. I project them around 84 wins. Um, I just think the East, even though with the balance schedule, there's the bottom three, like I just kind of mentioned, they're gonna beat up on each other, and no one's gonna kind of break free from the pack. I think I could see all of them in like the eighty to eighty four wins where right where I have the twins, but I've got the twins coming in as the third wild card
0: that's pretty solid What about the uh what about the national League? I'll give you mine my national league wild card team, so I had the for the division winners, I had the Dodgers, the Cardinals, and the Mets. And you had the Padres, the Cardinals. So you're sticking with the, the Mets. Mets. You're not
1: switching it to the Braves.
0: Oh, I did switch it to the Braves. You're right. So yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I'm a Braves Braves truther now. I'll switch it to the Braves, and then I'll go Mets as a wild card team. I'll go Phillies as a wild card team. Harper comes back, goes off, and then I'll go with the Padres as a wild card team. So sorry to all of our Giants
1: listeners out there. Yeah uh yeah so i had the padres cardinals and mets and then i basically have the same field as you just difference between division winners and wild cards i've got the dodgers braves and phillies i got the phillies at about 87 and i have the giants at 86 so i have the giants falling just short so maybe you know maybe something will happen and they can they can sneak in there but yep i got the the pods cards mets dodgers braves phillies
0: And and you you asked the question earlier who the weakest division is. Now that we've kind of recapped all of them, do you have any, like, best division out of this group? Because we mentioned how the Red Sox are a good, like, seller team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would probably have to go the AL East just because, I mean, you know, Rays, if you look at just the bottom, the tops are all going to be good of all those divisions. Rays, Orioles... Red Sox I mean who I mean you got some teams in these other divisions just dragging it down I I would maybe lean to maybe the the peak like the best top of the division would maybe the NL East with the Phillies Braves and Mets but the Nationals really drag that division down the Marlins could be you know like a mid-70s win team maybe Um, so I just think you know as far as overall consistency I would probably go AL East but like the best cream of the crop would probably be the NL East. What are you, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah. I was just about to make that point about the NL East and the nationals, how they kind of bring it down a little bit. Um, so yeah, that, that for that reason, I think I'd go with the AL East too. I mean, it's kind of interesting, but by the way, I love that we're talking about the Orioles and in, in this way, it's been a while. <laughs> and I love when like, yeah. just like the Mariners, I like when we talk about bad teams getting good, uh, like, Obviously we root for the giants and everything, but it's been awesome seeing San Diego have that, that corner turned a little bit and what that's done for the city. And I know a lot of Orioles fans are happy about the way their team played last year. And it's cool that we're, we're finally not talking about them being in the cellar. It's a change. And I think it's cool. It's even better that we're not fooled by last year because some people might be, um, so that's yeah. definitely fun. Um, like a, anyways, oh, do you want to yeah, add? We, we that? talked
1: about not doing a. We we talked about not doing a full postseason. We'll do that in September. But who do you have in the World Series? To yes. I mean, I feel like we can at least say who's who's in the World Series to start the year, so we can laugh at ourselves in a few months.
0: The Atlanta Braves are in the world series and I feel like I, I I had something else last uh yesterday. I did Torture Cast yesterday. Shout out to Chad and Eric. And I feel like I'm about to pick two different teams from uh two different teams from what I picked yesterday on Torture Cast. But I'll go with the Braves and you know what? I'm gonna go with Houston. I'm gonna go with the Braves and the Astros again. So we're gonna get a 2019 rematch. Or two thousand twenty no, two thousand twenty one no, yes two thousand twenty one rematch.
1: There you go. All right. Well, you? Hey, we have completely different World Series matchup. I got the Blue Jays coming out of the American League, and I've got the Mets coming out of the National League. Oh, that's I think that matchup. just that I just think, you know, for the Mets, you know, you have some doubts and reasonably so about the top of their rotation just with their age. Um, but I mean, they're they're workhorses. I don't see, you know, Verlander's just a year or two still removed from Tommy John. Usually the arm is good for a while after that. And he was just lights out last year. Scherzer's already throwing 100 pitches a game in spring training. <laughs> um, and I just don't, you know, pitching wins in the postseason more times than not. And I just don't see anyone that wants to go up against Scherzer and Verlander, you know, potentially like five times in a seven game series. Yeah. And, um, and so I've it, got it, them kind of carrying and and then their offense is no slouch either. So that's why I've got mm. the Mets coming out. Um, and then you know, the Blue Jays is kind of a mixture of the of offense and pitching. You know, their their pitching is, is solid, maybe a little unproven postseason wise thus far, but their offense is so young and fun and talented that you know I could see them really, you know, blowing the, the roof off this place in <laughs> October.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good and if the Mets play it right, then Scherzer and Verlander oh. will be rested throughout the year. And they're going to be ready for that postseason yeah. series, maybe more so than they were this year with Degrom in the mix there in New York too, and now you you have Verlander in there. But uh, w- it, weirdly enough, to say this, I do want to see a, uh, a World Series in New York. Like I I would be interested to see that again, uh, and I definitely want to see a World Series in Toronto. So uh, I'm sure the first one was an unpopular opinion, yeah. a World Series in New York, really, Stephen. Um, but um,
1: so original it's yeah, never so, happened before
0: yeah exactly we just haven't seen it in a while you yeah. know 2009 was a long yeah. time ago so blow the roof off this place yeah. uh and let's blow the yeah. roof off this place with uh, yeah. should, somebody... sh- sorry go ahead should go we off.
1: name a world champion to start the season between i mean figure we name the matchup mm-hmm. should we name a winner
0: dusty so baker you got braves D- or strows dusty baker back to back
1: and then goes off into the sunset. Yes, actually, yes. You think he would retire? Good, I would on. too if I were him. If he wins again, great. Um, I'm gonna go Toronto. Uh, you know, I've got a, I'm, I'm not a, a Jays fan, but I got a Maple Leaf tattooed on my arm. I'm, I'm going with Jays. You know, it'll be awesome for the the team, uh, the fans up there. They haven't won a World Series in 30 years. Um, and they're a fun group to get behind. So. I'll go Jays. And then let's see how wrong we are in six months there. Yes.
0: Touch them all, Bo. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. <laughs>
1: oh, nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. um, Yeah. So that that's the standings, you know, those are that's teams. But there's also, you know, the players are who we come to see and watch. So let's do some uh, some postseason awards or, you know, after the season awards, not postseason awards. But, oh, you know. MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. Um, let's start with the American League, Stephen. Who is the American League MVP?
0: The American League MVP is the arguably the face of are the one of the future faces and one of the current faces of baseball, Julio Rodriguez, who's going to be in Seattle for a long time, a genuine five-tool guy who hits homers, who runs, who's good in the outfield. He does it all. Um, I honestly think he's a star. I love him. I'm going to go with Julio. I think he's going to have a big year, but there's some good options in the American League, and no shade to Aaron Judge or Otani. Otani is probably the safe pick. Vegas probably loves him very much, but I'll go with Yeah, uh, I mean, he's Julio. he's my
1: pick. I mean, how do you pick uh, against a guy who's, you know, a combination of basically Max Scherzer and Matt Olson? <laughs> I mean – He's kind of a cheat code, but it's like, ugh, like, how do you not pick him? So that, I mean, it is a safe bet for sure. Uh, but you know, it's what I think is going to happen. You know, and I hope it does because I think if he stays healthy, I don't see how he doesn't. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always interesting too. You know, a, a team that we're predicting to finish fourth in their division is going to have the most valuable player in baseball. But, <laughs> um, you know, and you know, he's. We're going to have a lot of pressure on him this year with it being his contract year and everything. He's obviously going to be motivated to go out there. I mean, I'm, I always kind of laugh at people. Are like he's going to be motivated. Like these guys, these guys are a whole nother level of competitive. They're professional athletes for a reason. Uh, but you know, that's probably a little added motivation for him is, you know, he's playing towards a, a huge payday. I think he's going to be above 500 million next off season. I think you're a little lower than that when you like 450 range, but yeah. um, But yeah, I mean, it's a safe bet, but that's my bet.
0: Yeah, no, can't go wrong with Otani at all, you know, and, and, and yeah, it is interesting that the fourth team in the division going to have another MVP. He won it already. And, you know, Trout's been there a while. And for whatever reason, that team, I keep going back to it. They can't get over the hump, but uh, Otani, I mean, I mean, he's got the momentum, too, going into this season. And um, there's yeah. there's so much. There's actually a few options in the American League. Jose Ramirez is always a safe yeah, pick, Ramirez. it seems. Yeah, Ramirez. There's probably a few others, Judge, too.
1: obviously. Jordan yep. Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: A lot of offense there. Um yep. But I, I do like the Otani pick. Uh, what about Cy Young in the American League?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Cole uh it's also I mean there's a lot of arms there uh so it's not necessarily as safe as bet as Otani but I think you know he needs to have a big year for the Yankees because of all those other injuries and you know, he's got the the strikeouts that everyone looks at uh usually you know pretty minuscule ERA going he's playing on the biggest stage as a Yankee so I've got him bringing home the sigh
0: there you go and I have Framber Valdez bringing home the Cy. 29 years old, the ace, who's now going to be the uh, the ace of the uh, Astros, the number two guy last year behind Verlander, he pitched 200 innings last year. We forget that. So, you know, that that's really interesting to me, and he yeah. was up there in and, and a lot of the leaderboards in the American League. I, I think he's a bulldog. He's durable, and I think he's a guy that's going to get a lot of Cy Young votes mm-hmm. this year so he's my guy framber nice and then uh, uh rookie, of the year?
1: rookie of the year the guys yeah. who will soon be uh yeah rookie of the year the guys who are soon all going to be younger than steven risotto <laughs> uh but this guy is not i'm going to go with Gunnar henderson for the the orioles uh highly touted i think you know he's usually a right now he's like a top two or three prospect in baseball on most lists, if he's still on the prospect lists. Uh, I think a big thing too, is he's going to be playing every day from the start of the season for the Orioles. You get a lot of guys who come up mid year and have a great, but if he can you know, produce for the whole season, which I, I kind of expect him to. And, you know, we've talked about the Orioles a bit and how they're kind of up and coming. I think he's going to make an impact for them. And so uh, playing the hot corner every day, I've got him as the American league rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And, and I'm going to go with Hunter Brown. We mentioned it before uh, Verlander going kind of opened a door for him. He, you know, everything that's being said about him is good. Um, So that is one thing that I'm looking at. He's pitched well in the minor leagues. He's one of their top pitching prospects, one of the top pitching prospects in all the baseball I'm going to go with Hunter Brown. He's kind of hurt to start the year. He's had a back injury, but he should be good to go for um, opening week. Uh, maybe they skip a start because of the off days, but uh, we'll have to see. But Hunter Brown is my guy. He's electric, got electric stuff, got electric curveball. That's his big pitch. So I'm going to go with uh, Hunter Brown. So he's my guy. Now, this next one is tough. And I believe Gunnar Henderson is somebody nice. I traded to you, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we've mentioned every guy you've traded to me. And I, I who did I trade you? I traded you Muncie. Uh my man, dumbass, means, makes my me, dumbass makes me feel makes me feel good. Baseman. Yeah. Draft drafting a full team is important in fantasy baseball. Take it from Steven. Um <laughs> uh yeah, who did I trade you even? Uh Muncie. CJ Abrams. B.J. Abrams and that deal. Uh, We're in two leagues together. And and then there was a trade in the Twitter league right away, too. Um, Oh, well. But, yeah. It makes me feel good that talking about postseason predictions, that we've talked about all four guys you traded me. So I'll take that. Um, So AL Manager of the Year, I'm going with Scott Service. You know, I've picked the Mariners to kind of surprise everybody and win that division. I don't think people are surprised if they get in the postseason again, but I don't think most people are going to pick them to uh, surpass Dusty and the Astros. Uh, So I feel like if he can pull that off, he'll be the uh, American League manager of the year.
0: Yeah, and Terry Francona won it last year, and he did it with a really young team. So I'm foreshadowing the same thing, the same kind of process for Brandon Hyde, who I projected to miss the division. But I think the Orioles are going to be pretty good. And I think Hyde is going to have Hyde and his leadership is going to bring a lot to the table in terms of, of, you know, helping those guys and putting them in a good spot to succeed. Uh, it's, it's hard predicting manager of the year. It's hard voting on it. Cause there's yeah. always like five guys that could probably win it each year, but I'd probably go with
1: Brandon Hyde. Yeah. Um, if, you know, I think both of our picks are kind of, if the teams play how we predict them too. Yeah then it's a pretty easy choice. It would be unfair um, to say
0: dusty, wouldn't it? Cause like, he's got a stacked team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times, you know, unless just like everybody kind of plays to, you know, the stacked teams all dominate and there's no kind of surprise teams, then you're going to end up picking a guy with a stacked team. It's kind of like why Dave Roberts hasn't won that many of them because the Dodgers are always stacked. Yeah. Um, so moving, moving over to the national league, uh, MVP. I'm actually I'm going Mookie Betts. Uh, I feel like with some of those uh, holes holes, but you know the the movement out from their offense and and kind of who's replacing those. Uh, I think he's going to be the catalyst that keeps them going and makes sure that they still make the playoffs. I do have them in in second in the division, but the top wild card team. Part of the reason I I didn't pick a Padres because they're so stacked. It's like, okay, you take Soto off the team and they still have Machado and Tatis and Bogarts. Um, And then, yeah, so I just, I I love Mookie too. He's like one of the, him and Kershaw, I just wish were on any other team but the Dodgers because I like them so much as as people. Um, And so, yeah, I'm going Mookie to uh, win the MVP. I think that would give him an uh, MVP in each league.
0: Yeah, that would that. That's a good call. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with Arenado, and this is gonna be the year. So he's kind of trending down this path already, but this after this year, we are officially going to be considering Nolan Arenado a lock for Cooperstown. So I know, I know, we've been kind of saying, oh, he's on track. You know, he's he's a probable guy that that's going to be discussed, but this is going to be the year where he wins the MVP, and 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 if you look at the uh, the numbers. Or if you look at the uh the rankings at where he's placed in this award, 2015 eighth place, 2016 fifth, 17 fourth, 18 third, uh 19 sixth, and then last year he finished third. So this is going to be another good year for Nolan Arenado. I know he's got his teammate there, Goldschmidt, who won it over him. So that's kind of like the Padres dilemma you were just talking about. A lot of guys doing big things could cause some conflict. Uh, with the uh, with the numbers and the voters, the way the voters vote on this, but Arenado my guy. I think he's going to officially put himself in the conversation for serious Hall of Fame candidacy.
1: So, nice, yeah, yeah. You know, I I love watching Nolan Arenado. Uh, he always killed the Giants. and <laughs> I mean, still does, but just less often. Uh, but he was just he's so fun to watch offense and defense i just love to watch i almost like love what i do love watching his defensive highlights more than his offense i mean he's just an amazing third baseman i think he's the full package as a ball player um i agree i don't know if it's after this year but I, I do think he is going to be in cooperstown and you know it's you mentioned how often he's in the discussion it's about time that he is the guy this year so i like that pick
0: and you know what's one thing interesting about Arnato is that he goes out there every day so, so he, um, and and he's had, let's see, one. So, he's played parts of 10 years. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six games of over, or six years of over 150 games played. So, he goes out there and plays. And this is another thing I didn't realize. He doesn't strike out that much. So, he this year, this past year, he had uh, 620 played appearances, which counted for 557 at bats. He walked 52 times and he struck out in 557 at bats. He struck out 72 times in an era where we're striking out so much. Arnato is not. He's essentially lowered his strikeout rate from even some of his best offensive seasons. Yeah. So, and last year arguably was his best by a lot. Um, he had a 154 OPS plus. Uh, and then his second um, below that was 2018 when he had a 133. So last year, he was just so
1: good, Uh, and I'm expecting another big
0: year from him. Um, Pitching-wise,
1: what do you got? All right. So, yeah, I've got uh, Corbin Burns winning the NL Cy Young. I think, you know, he's been right there on the doorstep a few times. I think he's extra motivated from how the Brewers handled arbitration for him. I think he's going to come out on fire. I mean, you talked about earlier how him and Woodruff are kind of uh, one of the top one-two punches in the game. I think he shows he is the solid number one there, and so I've got him uh, bringing the the Cy Young to Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, that can't go wrong with that pick, and and we mentioned kind of that that two horse rotation there with him and Woodruff, just really good stuff. Uh, and my guy is is someone who we mentioned earlier in a kind of I guess spotty rotation to some degree, and it's Julio Urias. And I think the reason he'll get Cy Young votes is he's not only going to pitch well, but he's going to carry the Dodgers rotation. I think he's good enough to pitch in really big games. He's been around enough. He's durable, you know, from the left side. And he's a guy who in postseason, and I know postseason doesn't count for Cy Young, but we always kind of see him coming out of the bullpen for postseason. And I think that's, you know, speaks volume to how much the Dodgers think uh, he could do in terms of durability and uh, this is going to be another big year for him. Uh, he's one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball and they're going to need to rely a lot on him without Bueller with Kershaw getting older. This is Julio Arias, staff for the foreseeable future. So he's my, uh, he's my Cy Young pick. And then we got a rookie of the year.
1: What do you got? Yeah. I've got another guy named Corbin. I've got Corbin Carroll, uh, for the, nice. the Diamondbacks, nice. you know, speed, power, defense. I mean, he's kind of the whole package. We talked a little bit about how the Diamondbacks might surprise some people this year, and I think a big part of that is going to be Corbin Carroll's emergence onto the scene in the big in the big leagues.
0: Corbin Carroll, that's pretty pretty uh, solid, get. and he's a part of that outfield uh, trio in Arizona um, that is just so good. Um, so my my rookie of the year, I didn't really prepare one, but uh, we shouted him out earlier, and I'm going to go with him for the heck of it, Jordan Walker. Let's give Jordan Walker a shout out from the St. Louis Cardinals uh the May 2002 birthday uh and uh Baseball America before this year had him as the number 4 prospect in all of baseball. Uh MLB has him at number 4, Baseball Prospectus has him at number 2. So he is obviously very highly ranked and uh, last year in Double A, so he's going to make the jump, has not played a Triple A game. He hit 306 with an 890 an eight ninety-eight OPS with nineteen homers and sixty-eight RBIs last year. Uh just a guy who who's gonna hit. Uh and and maybe there's gonna be some growing pain there, but the former first round pick in two thousand twenty, uh, I think he's gonna make an impact on St. Louis. And uh he will always have a special place in my heart for being the first one that is younger than <laughs> me. So shout out to Jordan Walker.
1: There we go. Um, yeah. And then to to wrap it up here on the awards, I'm going with Bob Melvin as the NL manager of the year. I mean, we did talk about how stacked the offense is. Um, but I think, you know, how he manages that, uh, that pitching staff, if he can get as much out of him as he needs to, to win the division, like I'm predicting them to, um, and kind of the lack of other surprises in the national league. Cause you know, all the, I mean, we even chose the same six teams to win, to make the the playoffs in the national league. So I don't think there's a lot of surprises there. So, you know, maybe the team that that surplants the team that won 111 last year to take that division will get the nod. So, I'm going uh Bob Melvin for the Padres.
0: There we go. That's a good one too. Bob Melvin, of course, uh had to deal with a lot last year and uh this is going to be a big year for him and the Padres uh because they might have an opening. Like uh we've kind of covered a little bit. Um so my pick is very similar to my American League pick. I picked Brandon Hyde who did not, who, who I predicted would narrowly miss the playoffs with Baltimore. And I'm going to do kind of the same thing with Tori Lavello and the Diamondbacks. I think they're going to make another, you know, you know, they're going to have another year of big strides of being a good team. And I think Lovello is going to have a lot to do with it. I think it coexists with your Corbin Carroll pick. And uh, he's definitely somebody that I could completely see um, get in there uh, and and be a really big front runner for that award. Uh, so Tori Lovello is definitely my pick. So yeah, no, that's pretty much it. And uh, anyhow, we're going to look back at this, Tyler, and we're going to be wrong on a lot of things. And I think we're going to be right on a lot of things, but I guess that's just kind of how season predictions work, I guess,
1: right? Yeah, you know, that's what the the beauty of baseball is. We all have opinions. A lot of the times they're wrong, but we get to look at it for six months and realize for a long time how wrong we were but i think we're going to be right on quite a few too you know i think uh i think i had a lot of fun doing this i think there's some we, we gave some fun insight hopefully and i'm looking forward to looking back at this with you at uh the end of september and seeing where where it all ended up
0: yeah we should actually plan something where we go back and look at all of our preseason predictions predictions and, and see how right we were that would be actually a fun episode to to go back and do that but um yeah, I, I, I have not been excited for a baseball season like this one um, in a long time. Uh, I think the WBC had a lot to do with that, but I'm ready to go, and of course, we are ready to go. We're going to shut it down, just like I think we shut it down today, Tyler.
1: We did, and we'll, we'll shut it down when we review our, our predictions at the end of the season, but I had a lot of fun doing this. It was good to kind of, you know, good a little exercise to get excited for the season is look over everything and see where you think it's going to end up. And so I had a lot of fun. Hope you did do m- to my friend and hopefully the listeners as well. And we blew the roof off this place. We blew the roof off this place. Oh, I'm and gonna for- use that now. Yes. <laughs> and, f- you know, for our listeners who are Giants fan specific, uh, Steven and I are going to be doing a Giants prediction show with our Giants chatter uh, team uh so that'll be uh we're doing that tonight but you can always go back and and watch that as well if you want some giant specific content
0: yes go check that out all uh most of the admin team will be there it should be a lot of fun uh pretty chill low-key i'm very excited to hear uh, other people's thoughts because there's times where i'm talking to the giants about my uh to myself and i'm like god i wonder what other people think about this and i'm finally going to get that chance uh and uh, I'm sure you are as well. So I'm excited uh, that we're going to get to reconvene on that. And, of course, everybody could follow the podcast on Twitter at shutdown underscore inning. Go check us out. Uh, subscribe on all the all the platforms, all the podcast networks, and even YouTube as well. Um, and uh, go give us a, a rating. Go comment how much you like it because I know you like it. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we shut it down again, and have a good day.
1: That's what's up.